Welcome to the Astral Projection Podcast, brought to you by Ali Wiley. Hello everyone, today I would like to read an excerpt from Arthur Powell's The Astral Body. First though, I'd like to give a mention for this week's sponsor, www.keenonyou.com. This is a place where you can find some great relationship tips, a site that is intelligently put together with lots of useful information. Okay, now a little about the astral plane. The astral plane has often been called the realm of illusion. Not that it is in itself any more illusory than the physical world, but because of the extreme unreliability of the impressions brought back from it by the untrained seer. This can be accounted for by two remarkable characteristics of the astral world. One, many of its inhabitants have a marvellous power of changing their forms with protean rapidity and also of casting practically unlimited glamour over those with whom they choose to sport. And two, astral sight is very different from and much more extended than physical vision. Thus, with astral vision, an object is seen, as it were, from all sides at once. Every particle in the interior of a solid being as plainly open to the view as those on the outside, and everything entirely free from the distortion of perspective. If one looked at a watch astrally, one would see the face and all the wheels lying separately, but nothing on the top of anything else. Looking at a closed book, one would see each page, not through all the other pages, before or behind it, but looking straight down upon it, as though it were the only page to be seen. It is easy to see that under such conditions, even the most familiar objects may at first be totally unrecognisable, and that an inexperienced visitor may well find considerable difficulty in understanding what he really does see, and still more in translating his vision into the very inadequate language of ordinary speech. Yet a moment's consideration will show that astral vision approximates much more closely to true perception than does physical sight, which is subject to the distortions of perspective. In addition to these possible sources of error, matters are still further complicated by the fact that this astral sight cognises forms of matter which, while still purely physical, are nevertheless invisible under ordinary conditions. Such, for example, are the particles composing the atmosphere, or the emanations which are continuously being given out by everything that has life, and also the four grades of etheric matter. Further, astral vision discloses to view other and entirely different colours beyond the limits of the ordinary visible spectrum, the ultra-red and ultraviolet rays known to physical science being plainly visible to astral sight. Thus, to take a concrete example, a rock seen with astral sight is no mere inert mass of stone. With astral vision, one, the whole of the physical matter is seen instead of a very small part of it. Two, the vibrations of the physical particles are perceptible. 3. The astral counterpart, composed of various grades of astral matter, all in constant motion, is visible. 4. The universal life is seen to be circulating through it and radiating from it. 5. An aura will be seen surrounding it. 6. Its appropriate elemental essence is seen permeating it, ever active but ever fluctuating. In the case of the vegetable, animal and human kingdoms, the complications are naturally much more numerous. A good instance of the sort of mistake that is likely to occur on the astral plane is a frequent reversal of any number which a seer has to record so that he is liable to render, say, 139 as 931 and so on. A trained seer in time acquires a certainty and confidence in dealing with the phenomena of the astral plane 
far exceeding anything possible in physical life. It is quite a mistaken view to speak with scorn of the astral plane and to think it unworthy of attention. It would, of course, certainly be disastrous for any student to neglect his higher development and to rest satisfied with the attainment of astral consciousness. In some cases, it is indeed possible to develop the higher mental faculties first, to overleap the astral plane for the time, as it were. But this is not the ordinary method adopted by the masters of wisdom with their pupils. For most, progress by leaps and bounds is not practicable. It is necessary, therefore, to proceed slowly, step by step. In the voice of the silence, three halls are spoken of. The first, that of ignorance, is the physical plane. The second, the hall of learning, is the astral plane, and is so called because the opening of the astral chakrams reveals so much more than is visible on the physical plane that the man feels he is much nearer the reality of the thing. Nevertheless, it is still but the place of probationary learning. Still more real and definite knowledge is acquired in the Hall of Wisdom, which is the mental plane. Thanks for listening. If you need relationship advice, don't forget to pop over to www.keenonyou.com where you can find some great relationship tips. And you'll find me, as always, flying high at astralwings.com. See you next time.